Hey, Audrey. Hi, Michelle. Day 20. Day 20. Woohoo. Yes, audience, welcome back to day 20. We're dealing with fulfilled purpose. That is our subject for this month. And we're going to continue with it today, looking at 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. The King James Version says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. What do you have, Audrey? Okay. So the contemporary says, contemporary English version, it reads, But the Lord told him, Samuel, don't think Eliab is the one just because he's tall and handsome. He isn't the one I've chosen. People judge others by what they look like, but I judge people by what is in their hearts. Whoa. Yeah, you know, in looking at this verse, it's not the first time we're looking at it um, because we know what it's about, but many times, you know, we look at the verse and we understand that God doesn't look on, you know, what we look at like on the outside. He looks on our heart. But I don't think we take into account the importance of the heart. Mm. You know, because if God looks in the heart, then it's important what our heart looks like. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, we look at this verse and we we like, oh, God doesn't, it's not important about what we look on the outside. It's what's, what's, God looks on the heart, but we have to take into account how important it is, the condition of our heart, the condition of our spirit, man. Mm. Like you said, everything has been tied in this week um, Mm. because we've been um, discussing how we are lovers of God and that it's not we that live but Christ that lives in us mm-hmm. and how we're to you know um, present ourselves a living sacrifice we discussed that yesterday and that you know um, we have to do what is that good and that perfect and acceptable will of God all of these things deal with the heart right so the condition of our heart is important and in looking at this verse it was Samuel the prophet that went to go and search out who the next king would be. Saul, King Saul was the the first appointed king, but mm-hmm. he was doing his own thing. Burger King doing it his way. He's doing it his way. Mm-hmm. So God told Saul to go and Samuel. So I'm sorry. Told Samuel. Thank you for correcting. <laughs> told Samuel to go search out for this new king. Mm-hmm. And Samuel goes to, um, I forgot, um, David's father's house. Right. Goes to Jesse's house. Mm-hmm. And Jesse has all of these sons. Nice, strong, strapping, handsome, right? Surely they want one of those should be kings, right? Looking mm-hmm. And I want to point out here that Samuel was God's prophet. Mm-hmm presumably one that was seasoned 
in. We can't, I can't even say the word, but he was spiritually connected to God. He was the one that people would go to, you know, when they, they needed um, direction from God, right? All right. Even this seasoned prophet was looking on the outward appearance. Hmm. Wow. He was a man of God, but he was still looking on the outward appearance. He was mm-hmm. looking for one of the strapping young lads to be the next king. And God had to tell him, no, it's not what you see on the outside. It's what I am looking at inwardly from them. Mm-hmm. It's their heart, the condition of their heart that I'm looking for. Because as we, we fast forward, we understand that David was not one of these strapping young men. He was the skinny little one that was out in the back, tending to the sheep. Mm. But he became a man after God's own heart. That's because he lived a lifestyle of worship. We were talking about that yesterday, living a lifestyle of worship. And if there's anyone who had a lifestyle of worship, it was David. Mm-hmm. Because David always went to God. He always went back to God's word. And he always tried to live a lifestyle that exemplified God in his life. That's why he became a, a man of the God's own heart. And we understand that David wasn't perfect. David had mm-hmm. weaknesses. But he still had a lifestyle of worship. David was a worshiper. So if we want to understand what a lifestyle of worship is, we can definitely look at David's life. It was his heart. His heart was sold out to God. Mm. It wasn't like Saul. Saul, we know, was like Burger King. He wanted it his own way. But God, David didn't want it his own way. David wanted to do things according to God's way. Right? Yeah. So it's not what we look like on the outside. It's not how we dress up the outward body. It's not how we put on makeup and look all cute. It's none of that. None of that matters to God. It doesn't matter how fat we are, how skinny we are, how tall, short. None of that stuff matters. It's the condition of your heart. Go ahead, Audrey. Okay, so the scripture that rings home to me in this too, it's found in um, the New Testament, where it said God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Yes. And um, one may think the person is quote unquote dumb or stupid as we would say but it's not Mm-mm. you see many a times and, uh, and if we look throughout the scripture God takes those that are discarded rejected mm-hmm. you know and he like the potter he takes us and he put us on that potter's wheel and he spins away and turns and churns because he knows what he wants to see the end result yes many times we even disqualify ourselves you know we say i can't talk i don't love my accent Mm -hmm. i don't love the way i sound yes Yes. i don't love the way i look Uh uh-huh 
I don't love this. I don't love that. I wish I was like that one over there. Sound like that one over here. Mm -hmm. And we just go on and on and on. So we disqualify ourselves even from what God wants us to do. God, you call me. I'm not qualified. That's what uh, Moses said. Send someone else, you know. Send. Because I can't even talk. I stutter. Right? Jeremiah said, I'm so young. You know. But we have to understand that God is seeing a much bigger, wider, deeper purpose than, than we'll ever understand. You know, the scripture says, the heart of man is desperately wicked. Hmm. Only God knows our hearts. I don't care how much we think we know ourselves. Hmm. Here's, here's the truth. Only God knows each and every one of us hearts. He knows what we will do every step of the way. Nothing is hidden from him. That's right. Things that will come out of our mouths 10 minutes from now can surprise us to the point where we even faint at ourselves. <laughs> but guess what? God already knew it was going to happen. That's right. You understand? And all he's doing is revealing to us what's still hidden in the recesses of our heart. Months ago, we did freedom for the soul. You know, restoration for the soul. Yeah we don't know fully what's inside of us and that's why we have to dig into the word but god doesn't judge us based on our appearance our height and you know what michelle the truth be told we spend a lot of money fixing up the outside because we want to prove to people that we all we have it all going on we got it money, going on money, money and time fixing up money and time Yes. You know, and nothing is wrong with us wanting to look good. Can I say that? Mm -hmm. Nothing is wrong with that. As a matter of fact, we need to look good because we represent the king. That's However, right. in the midst of fixing up on the outside, let's do the inward change. I think we, we did a scripture this week about allowing, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. Yes. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to transform us on the inside so we can be better and it's showcased on the outside. Just not fix up the outside and in the meantime, our motives and our hearts are very stink. You know, the Bible describes Satan as one of the most beautiful angelic beings. My God. I mean, he had it going on. On top of that, he could sing a storm up. He was a worship leader. Mm -hmm. But guess what? He had a stinking motive. And the rest we know is history. Mm -hmm. So we have to constantly go before God and allow the Holy Spirit to transform us on the inside. So it lines up with what we want to look like on the outside because every one of us want to look good. Every one of us. I don't care where we are in the world. We want to look in that mirror and say, mm, thumbs up. But can we start with our hearts first? 
because that's where God is looking at. Mm-hmm. And we want to please him. We want to be a living sacrifice, pure and pleasing before God. And it starts with our hearts so that we can walk in the purpose that God intended for us to walk in, our God-given purpose. That's where we want to be, and that's where we want all of us to be. Right? Yes. Because people judge. Yeah, and we all do it. We see somebody, and right away we stereotype. Oh, that person looks like that person is. And we, we, we label them without even getting to know them. Michelle, you ever meet somebody and already they have an opinion of who you are? Mm-hmm. That is so contrary to really to who you are. And later on, when they get to know you, they say, you know, I always thought you were like this and I thought you were that. Because oh my we goodness. judge. You know what? I had a conversation yesterday um, with Lakeisha because she was doing this um, personality test thing and, and she was just like shocked at my results. Mm. And uh, I told her, I said, you know, we always look at people even and just assume, um, but we don't know inwardly, we don't know the deep parts of people. Mm-hmm. I said, and I, and I mentioned to her that when I was in high school, I said, just one person um, said to me, um, I didn't know you were so nice. Wow. I always thought you were mean in passing you in, in the hallways, you know. I, you know, I guess because I had what they call that mean mug. <laughs> I, not, not an intentional mean, but you know, I, I just wasn't walking around with a big smile, smiley, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I guess it, they, I just looked unapproachable or something. I said, but I didn't know you were such a nice person, you know? Wow. You, they just assumed that I was just mean. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, wow. That's exactly it. We we, we can't make those assumptions. Mm. Um, we don't know the heart of others. Yeah. And can I dare to say this, that it doesn't matter what the heart really does look like. The, the heart can be, we can see others and we can we can probably even perceive their heart as mean and nasty and despicable, but God can still use them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no one that's so mean and nasty that God can't turn that heart of around. Of course not. Is there anything too hard for God to do? No. He's the Lord God of all flesh. That's right. All flesh. So even in that mean streak moment or phase, (laughs) I mean, it will work together for the good when that person surrenders their heart to him and allow the sweet, darling Holy Spirit to work on the inward parts and mold that heart and make it pliable. And the word does that. The word washes, the word cleans us up, mm-hmm. and the word transforms us. Every time I say transform, I remember the um I don't know if your sons had the transformer. <laughs> yeah, those transformers, transformers, robots, yeah. Oh, trust yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> the transformer can be a car one minute, it can be a man the next minute. I mean, it just could be anything you know mm-hmm. and i think that's what we have to understand that our hearts in god's hand 
can be transformed, where we can become pleasing to him, where our lives can shine the light of Jesus, that others will see him in us and through us and come to know him. That's, that's, that's just the message, the gospel. That's the good news that God used broken, broken people, messed up people to showcase how good a God he is and others will come to know him because they're going to say, if God can do all of that for you, I'm sure he can do it for me. That's right. That's the message. That's the good news. It doesn't matter where we are this today. It doesn't matter where we are. How far gone we may hear the enemy telling us, oh, God can't use you. The devil is a liar. The deeper the mess, the greater the message. Amen. None of us can be Saul turned Paul. Not one of us. I mean, this man was a terrorist for Christians. <laughs> but look at what God did to his heart. And look, we're studying his word even till today. Take heart, listeners. None of us are so far gone that God cannot use us. Corey right. Ten Boom says... There is no pit so deep that God cannot reach down and take you out of. Paraphrasing. No pit. That's right. That's a word for all of us today, audience. It's the condition of our heart. No matter what the condition of it is, God can still use us. All right, audience audience we're going to close out today audrey if you pray for us we'll be done with today's podcast okay lord what a comforting word to know no matter where we are you're right there with us and when once we say yes to you the work will begin the work of transformation through your holy spirit as we search your word and we are reminded that the word is indeed Jesus. So when we search, we will find you. That's your promise to us. When we earnestly seek after you, God, when we put your kingdom first, our minds will begin to transform. Our hearts will yield to you. And we will come to know you. We will come to walk in right fellowship with you. We will know our God-given purpose. We can stand tall. No matter how short we may look, we can stand tall in you. Because our identity is in you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you have done for us on the cross. Oh, what a what. Every time we think of the cross and know the price you paid, God, it does something to our spirit, man. It causes us to leap and to know you loved us so much that in all the billions of people in the world, you died for Audrey, you died for Michelle, 
Yes. You died for Sue. You died for Mary. You died for the, everyone that's listening, Abba. Your son Jesus died. So we may have life and have it more abundantly. It's because of that why we want to please you. It's knowing you and to tell others that good news that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord and he can save you from sin no matter what you're going through. All of this is temporary. We have an eternal home. Yes. One that we will see the face of Jesus mm. and attend the great marriage supper. Oh, we love marriage. We love the feast. We love good things. Mm -hmm. So whatever we're enduring now, it is temporary. Nothing can be compared to what you have ahead of us. So we walk in your purpose. And while we're going, while we are living, we're telling others the very good news of Jesus. It's our job. It's our purpose. And we thank you that we will indeed fulfill the, our God-given purpose. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. 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 Audience, thank you so much for joining us today um, for this podcast. We pray it's blessed you. You'll come back tomorrow as we uh, finish up the week with day 21 and also get healing through the word. Be blessed, everyone. Shalom.